Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is a Baggies broadcast. My name is Luke Hatfield. As ever, I'm joined by a man I'm sure got through two, maybe three towels when he got in from the Hawthorns last night because it was absolutely piddling it down. Mr. Joe Massey. Um, I was all right, mate, actually. Dry? Uh, yeah, well, I was very, very lucky. We were very, very lucky in the sense that um, by the time we got out, it had stopped raining. It didn't rain on the way in, and by the time we got out, it had stopped, so it was all good, mate. Oh, aren't you a lucky boy? I actually thought, you know, because it was obviously torrential rain. Like, there was water coming through the Hawthorns, it felt like it, it was. like It was just, it, there was so much rain, it was incredible. And there's like, you know, when after a game, substitutes have to do like a war, like a warm down, warm up. I don't know what it is when you haven't played. Yeah. And I was watching him, I thought, you are so lucky. Because they were all out there, having been under the the roof for the whole game. And then when they ran out to do their warm-up, warm-down, whatever it is, it was dry. Um, but yeah, oh. yeah, let's not talk about the weather, mate. Let's oh, we're better than this, mate. We're better than the weather. <laughs> we are, we are. But, but, I mean, it was a big talking point. I mean, I'd, I, the heavens properly open, mate. I mean, the, the noise... I mean, I was watching on TV, kind of managing our, our our social media blackout live feed, which is a very rare thing that happens. Uh, obviously, completely stand with the um, with the social media boycott, of course, now over. But um, I had to run the the live feed from from home, watching via the TV. And at times, you couldn't make out what people were saying, like the the, the pre match interviews. Oh my God, the noise! It was horrendous. It was loud, mate. It was very loud rain. Um, at one point, because late on when it was really coming down, I mean, I was like, the pitch is holding up well, but then all of a sudden, you started to see the ball catch a bit, didn't you? I had a rubbish day yesterday, you know, mate. Was it really Cause, that bad? Because of the rain, yeah, it was just rubbish. I was like, in the, I live in Talford, and there's like this bouncy castle thing that was built at the town centre for this weekend. So like, I chose a good weekend for it, didn't I? So I, was, I promised my little girl I'd take her on Monday morning. And obviously we couldn't go because it was raining so heavily. You can't like go on a bouncy castle when it's torrential rain. Mm. So that was rubbish. Then I was going to meet Tim Spears for a pre-match beer I'm in the beer garden. The I know, but he's my mate. And I, like, I know he's a dingle, but... As Dingles go, he's all right. Um, <laughs> I was really looking forward to seeing him and going to a pub because I haven't been in a pub for like, I genuinely like, I haven't been for a beer for nine, ten months. I couldn't tell you the last time I stepped foot into a pub. Or I know it's beer gardens, only allowed in beer gardens, but I was mm. so excited about that. Obviously, too wet to go. Yeah. And then go to the Derby, which I was also looking forward to. But it's a bit rubbish, really, isn't it? Oh, it wasn't a. It... Some people were saying, oh, that was a, an entertaining game. I thought, mm, I'm not so sure about that. It was keenly contested. Um, I thought both sides gave their all. Um, but <laughs> first half, I thought it was a shocker, to be honest. A uh, for effort. That's how I'd describe it. A for effort, yeah. <laughs> yeah you ever, I mean, you, you probably did really well in school. I got a couple. A plus for effort. <laughs> So patronising. execution. <laughs> so patronising. Uh, yeah, so yeah, real disappointing day around for me yesterday. I've got to be honest. Um, but there yeah. we go. There's your weather chat. Yeah, yeah there, there it is. Um, speaking of heaven, Albion need a divine intervention now just to avoid the drop, don't they? Yeah, I thought Sam Allardyce summed it up quite well afterwards where he said, he said, we need, we need a magic miracle with some <laughs> with some fairy dust. <laughs> So as if a miracle wasn't enough, you you, you need a, some fairy dust on there as well. A magic miracle with some fairy dust. Um, so, and fair play to him all the way along. He said, um, we're not going to give up the fight. We're going to like, he said, we can do it basically. He even said it in his program notes, you know. Um, mm. look, we said on the podcast last week that he showed these videos, didn't he? Of teams that have stayed up in a similar-ish position to the players before the Villa game. Yeah. And there's absolutely no doubt that they went into that Villa game believing they could still stay up. Um, and then he reiterated that message again, even though that was an absolute hammer blow, conceded that 90-second goal to Villa. 
he reiterated the message again in his program notes. He said, this can still be done. I mean, no one else believed it, but I think he and his players did to some level. Well, I think they did, but um, I think the first half yesterday was, there was a bit of a hangover from from that Villa game um, and the disappointment of it. And But yeah, the fact that Allardyce is now saying we need magic miracles and a, a sprinkling of fairy dust. Um I think that's his way of, of even he's admitting the game's over now. Um Yeah, I mean put it this way, they need they're they they they're ten points behind seventeenth and there's only twelve points to play for. Yeah, with an there inferior is, goal difference as well. Yeah, I mean you, you if it was to happen, it would be the greatest of great escapes, and that is I mean, putting it lightly. Yeah, I mean, it's done. It's been done for a while. Um, we did a video this morning, didn't we? I, 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 well, this afternoon. But I, I, we've, I've felt it's done since Crystal Palace away. Um, there was one sort of moment when I started to believe again when some absolute knobhead I know started predicting all these results. That... Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> what oh. a clown, mate. Who is that What guy? a clown. <laughs> Don't tell me he's paid to talk about football as well. That would just be laughable. That would be laughable. Oh, um, some so, people. So bar that one moment, um, <laughs> which I wish never happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, bar that one moment. I think Palace really was 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 it was the the hammer blow. But um, yeah, it's 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 done. It's done. For those who, do, who don't know that person, by the way, go back about three episodes. I'm sure you'll find out. Yeah, if you want to laugh about how not to predict <laughs> games of football, go back three episodes and Luke Hatfield will give you an absolute masterclass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even for me, I'm ever the optimist at this point. I think I've thrown in the towel now. That's that's that soggy towel from the Hawthorns. I'm throwing that in. Well, didn't um, you say that Albion would not just beat Wolves, they beat them comprehensively last week? I was, yeah, 100%. I said that. I said I've never been more confident of Albion getting a win. <laughs> Uh, than oh. against Wolves and I must admit I was even more confident when I saw the team news oh really because I was less really I looked at that Wolves team I thought dearie me what is going on here half the bench I've never even heard of um, there's a lad in midfield who's a 17 year old who, who who works as a model and uh, like part time pretty much who's um, that? Otto mate he's a model apparently um, I, know I thought he was decent, you know. People kept criticising him for giving the ball away. I thought he played well. I think he did give the ball away a bit, but you've got to expect it from a young player. Um, it's just a system, uh, the system. Is, we're going to kind of merge into the, the game more now, but the system is what kind of hurt Albion initially because they were just the full-backs in particular, eight Nori and, and Semedo, both of whom have had very mixed seasons. Uh, they were given basically the freedom of the flanks because they were just getting in behind Townsend and Furlong and not of their own doing, to be fair, because they're, they're wing-backs, so they've got to be pushing forward, but they they were just given all sorts of room, those full-backs, when they got in behind and they were causing all sorts of problems, weren't they? Yeah, and look, the, the thought process was was a very, very straightforward one from from Sam, and it was... They went to Chelsea. They went three-five-two. Chelsea, we've done this to death, really. But Chelsea played that three-four-two-one, whatever it is, system. Albion matched them up at Stamford Bridge as best they possibly could, um, and it worked. Three at the back worked against another side playing three at the back. That it worked for them to match Chelsea up. It was a surprise they did it. Um, in my football head, if Albion go man for man with Chelsea, they lose. But but Sam was absolutely right. Um, did, did absolutely right. Gave him, gave Albion a great platform in the game mm. um, for the opening half an hour, and then obviously Thiago Silva sent off. Albion go on and win the game. At Leicester, he didn't do it. Yeah. He didn't do it. He, he, he they play uh, they play three four one two, just a slight variant, two strikers rather than two number tens, and he didn't do it at Leicester, um, and. They got they were Leicester ran rings around them in the first half. Look, it's not all about systems. I'm a big I'm 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 massive on formations. I think they're so important. I think a lot of managers undervalue their importance. Mm. Um but it's not all about systems, it is about players. Leicester, all Leicester's players played brilliantly that day, Castagna and Madison and Ian Acho and, and Tielemans and everyone else. 
Um, but but when Albion then went to a free at the back, they did shut them down better in the second half. Yeah. And Allardyce fought, and he admitted post-match that he thought Wolves were going to play actually the same system as Leicester. He thought they were going to play 3-4-1-2. Mm. Um, and then they didn't. They played 4-2-3-1. And if you have got three at the back, the way to exploit that system is to get the ball wide. Yeah. Um, and get your wing back, get your full back, sorry, and get your wingers doubling up on, on your wing back. Um, and that's what Wolves did. They And they managed to push Aint Nori and, and Semedo on. And... Look, the first half hour was was rubbish. Let's let, let, let's not let's not we're not let's not make our wolves were great in the first half hour. They weren't, but they they were the only team. Well, they were dominating the ball, and they were the only team doing any prodding and probing. Mm. Um, they were certainly on the front foot, and then they created one chance. I think it was just after the half hour mark, maybe when Semedo really should have scored. Yeah. Um, but yeah, f- fair play, fair play to Sam in the sense that he said. He's he's always said afterwards like he's too old in the tooth to wait till half time. I know no one wants to be subbed at half time, uh, sorry in the first half. Um, and I said on the video we did earlier, Dar O'Shea was playing as well as if not better than Shami Ajay and Carl Bartley. He was very yeah. unlucky to come off, um, but I think the reason why O'Shea was sacrificed was because you need to keep Ajay's pace in there, especially mm. as Ajay was covering Furlong against Traore. Yeah. Uh, and we all know how trick, quick Traore is. I mean, it is incredible how quick he is. Yeah. Um, and then, and obviously Bartley's been so good over the past couple of months. So it was really unfortunate for Darroche to come off in the first half. He came off and he's come off in the first half before this season. Um, but there's no doubt about it. Albion improved straight away um, in a four-three-three. Um, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, they were, they were much better from that point, but obviously fell behind to the flukiest goal you'll ever see. Pulled one back through and by Dianga and could have had chances to score again. But I think overall, do you agree? I said in the video, didn't I? I think overall the draw was probably a fair result. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it was interesting because uh, I was having a conversation with Nathan Jude about this. And I said, it's funny because I think Wolves probably asserted themselves into the final thirds better between the two sides over the course of the game but Albion had the better chances so I do think a draw was probably fair I wouldn't, one thing I would say is and this isn't just talking about the weather in general I don't think the conditions helped either side I think there was a um, commentary I, I think Don Goodman was on commentary and someone mentioned that the, the, the weather would favour Albion I disagreed with that I don't think it helped either side oh, I think it was beyond uh the weather was just disastrous, really. It wasn't going to help anyone. I mean, the game could almost be split into three thirds. Like it was mm. the first half an hour was atrocious. The second half hour was all right. And the third half an hour was a non-event because was there was so wet. much standing water on the pitch. Me and I was speaking to Steve Maidley. He was sat next to me from the athletic and with about 10 minutes to go. And we said that I turned to him and said, this is, this has become hazardous. I mean, the ball was stopping instantly. Players were slipping all over the place. It could—it was so easy for them to, like, sort of, like, well, you know, when your leg like stays in jars, like, jars, yeah. yeah. Um, and he said, it's only because there was sort of like seven, eight minutes left that the game got finished, really. Because if yeah, there was 100%. twenty, twenty, twenty-five minutes to go, they probably would have had to call it off. Yeah, um, it was so bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if anyone deserved the three points, it was Albion. But I think, I think personally, I think a draw was was fair. Yeah, I think that was the general consensus among fans as well. Because I mean, Albion did have some great chances, and this is something that they've, they've probably they need to work on. Because you've got a piece that's going in tomorrow's paper. I'm going to plug your piece this time instead of you plugging it for yourself. Oh, that's good. I didn't text you about it beforehand, did I? No, no, not at all. You didn't mention no. it in passing. Um, that Albion have had the time to get themselves out of the mess. It's just the fact of the matter is they've not taken chances in the games where they really should have won. And 
you only need to look at Burnley or Manchester United to really remember. Just they had opportunities to put more points on the board and they didn't. And it was the same yesterday. Connor Gallagher, great opportunity. Connor Townsend, another one who had a great opportunity. If you take them chances, and let's be honest, Wolves, other than that Semedo chance, they never really completely carved Albion apart. The Fabio Silva goals, I mean, it's incredibly fluky. If, if it's, it's harsh on Bartley because if he doesn't go for it, Fabio Silva literally misses the ball. Yeah, it's crazy. it's crazy. You've got to take your chances. Uh, it's like when um, earlier in the season at Brighton, when Jake Livermore scored an own goal, I think it was Jake Livermore, the ball, like someone cleared it and it hit Livermore and went in. I think yeah. that's what happened. And he, and he said afterwards, he was like, if you make that run nine times out of 10, you're in the right place to make the clearance. But on that mm-hmm. occasion, and, and it's just, a, it, was, it was a freak goal really, wasn't it? Um, uh, Silver's goal yesterday. Um yeah. So yeah, this piece I've done tomorrow, the reason why I wanted to talk about it and the reason why I've done it is because I've said it, you've said it, I think probably every fan has said it, um, that the only thing, Albion are going to run out of time to stay up. Mm. Um, that's the issue. They're just they're, 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 Their improvement has come too late and they've not had enough games really to get the points they need. And this was on Thursday, this was Thursday, I think it was Thursday, yeah. Some um, at the press, the pre-Wolves press conference, and one of the reporters asked Sam if you could change one thing from your time at the club, would it be that you got more time? Mm. And he said no. And I and and in terms that he doesn't think it's time. That's the reason why um, Albion won't survive. And I think that's quite an admission from him, really, because we all know Albion are on an upward trajectory. They are improving. They are getting better. They are, as we've said before, we all believe if the season started the day Allardyce came in, we all believe they would survive. Mm. But Allardyce said no. He said that they've been good enough to survive for a long time, but they just haven't taken the chances um, that have come their way. He keeps saying that they haven't taken the chances to come their way, but... So I looked into it because the stats are interesting. And look, we're back in XG territory. Oh, I love so a bit of XG. Too. You love a bit of XG. I'm a little bit on the fence of XG. I kind of love it, kind of hate it. I'm, I think it's a, I think it's an important tool, but I don't place as much importance on it as a lot of people do. But look, we all know, and Allardyce has said a million times, the difference the four January signings have made. Robert Snodgrass has been blighted by injuries, but he was still an important addition. Obviously, he played a big role in that first win against Wolves. Um, Allardyce's first win. And he's been a very useful player to have when fit. And obviously, he's a big presence around the squad. We all know Diagna, Maitland-Niles, um, and Yukuzlu have all played important roles. So, Yukuzlu and Maitland-Niles signed on the 1st of February. Because hmm. um, that's when the tran- January transfer window ended for some reason. Um, since that day, Albion have played 13 games, right? They've won three of them. But the XG shows, and this is what Allardyce is saying, um, that they should have won five of them, hmm. I think. Um, oh, sorry, six of them. They should have won six of the matches. So they should have had the XG shows in those 13 games. Albion should have three more wins and they should have drawn with Everton. Not yeah. lost. Um, there is a slight caveat to it um, in that the XG um, says that Brighton should have won at the Hawthorns. Yeah. When, when Albion beat them 1-0. Um, but... Yeah, I mean it's a bit if you it's a bit cheeky doing this really because you're you're either taking XG or you're not. But if you said um Albion won all the games they were supposed to win on XG and got that point against Everton. Yeah. And if they beat Brighton like they did. I know I, I know I'm contradicting myself there because I'm basing one on XG and not on the other. To be but fair let's... though, Brighton Brighton they're the XG masters but never seem to score. Exactly. So like you can, you can almost Include that because Brighton just 
Brighton are just don't are not actually concerned with real points, are they? They just care about XG. I'm sure they actually care about real points. <laughs> yeah, but you know but, what I mean. But yeah, they just they can't they can't finish with Toffee. Although Welbeck scored the other day was absolutely phenomenal. Um, so they would have Albion would have eight more points now. Eight more points oh, and thirty four. Um, and Newcastle would have one less. Oh. Because um, obviously oh. one of the games was Newcastle. That hurts. So that's why Sam has got a point. Um, that 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 is why Sam has got a point. That, that, that actually it isn't time. It isn't time. The reason why they haven't stayed up, it is actually the fact that they haven't taken their chances. And he actually said later on in the press conference that this team, in the past when he's kept like Sunderland and Crystal Palace up. What he had was a Jermaine Defoe, a Christian Benteke. Yeah. And as well as Mbaidianga has done, and I think, he, I mean, he's been incredibly unfortunate, but and he scored a good goal yesterday, but he hasn't got the goals he should have got. No. Partly his own fault, partly just sheer bad luck, I think. Um, but, I mean, there's no doubt Albion have not got a finisher like Jermaine Defoe, is there? I mean, Defoe is a- one of them strikers who he'll, he'll have a chance, which he really shouldn't score, but does. I mean, that is stating the obvious that they haven't got a defect. And then also, he said, Allardyce pointed out that the wide players, they're on like ones and twos for goals where they need to be on like fours and fives and sixes. Yeah. Um, and he said, he has said that is the reason why they'll go down. Um, because, and I, I think that's interesting. I think, I think, I, I really do think that's interesting. Um, and a very, and makes him right really that it isn't it isn't actually time. Um it is that lack of cutting edge. The yeah. only thing I'll caveat it with is when Lodos talks about games, he does tend to forget about the chances the opposition have missed. That's why I've looked at the XG, because the XG is, is impartial, isn't it? Yeah. But like last night he came and did his press and he said he he couldn't believe Albion didn't win the game based on the chances they created. Well, the only thing I'd say to that is, yes, Connor Townsend and Connor Gallagher had good chances. But Samedo had a good chance as well. Mm. And not every chance is... You can't expect every chance to go in, can you? So it, it very could have easily been 2-2 with Samedo and Connor Townsend on the target, couldn't it, last night? Yeah. Very easily. So, But the impartial XG does say Albion should have three more wins. And one more draw which would have made a massive difference I mean there'd be one point off Newcastle if you just and, said like... and I've got to be honest I'd really fancy them then like I know oh, yeah. not, our fixtures are horrific when you look at them really like Arsenal Arsenal are still Arsenal like as bad as they've been as much as they're having a bad season all over the park they have got quality players mm. Liverpool are still Liverpool. West Ham are flying. I mean, fair play to them. I keep thinking the bubble's going to burst and it just hasn't. Yeah. And Leeds, obviously, away in front of 10,000 fans, whatever it's going to be. Tough. But I'd back us to do it, I would. Yeah. Especially, I mean, you, you, you address Arsenal. What are they playing for now? Like, that's the difference. Like, you're playing for something. A lot of teams aren't. And I know you could say, well, what about Wolves? But it's different because it's a derby. Same with Villa. It's a derby. I just think, I think that plays a factor. I think it really, really does. Um, one thing, though. I mean, I tell you what, Wolves can't beat Albion for Toffee, can they? That's 10 years now, isn't it? Nine years and going to be 10 because obviously they won't play next season. Um, that is bizarre. Like, Albion just have, have the hoodoo over them, don't they? Yeah, not yeah. Not complaining, seems... but no, no, it seems no, it's, it's good, isn't it? It's good. I don't want to talk about wolves really in life, but I have to admit, I was I was fairly impressed-ish with them last night. Um, just in terms of their young players, um, I think they got quite a bright future. Unfortunately, um, I, I'm not as convinced as you, Bill. Go on. No, no, no. I just think like Bettina and I think Fabio Silva and that they, they're all players. I said this to you earlier, didn't I? Like, I've said it to a few people. It might be a bit of a ridiculous comparison, but 
two, three years ago, I was obviously covering Walsall. Um, and there was a little bit of whisperings in the Football League about Barnsley mm. and about how good they were going to be um, in a couple of years' time. So I think they're obviously in the playoffs this season. I think that might have come a little bit maybe earlier than they were even expecting. I'm not sure. But Barnsley's success hasn't come as a massive surprise to me. Um, because there's been people I've spoken to in the past who've said two or three years, watch Barnsley go. Um, and um, I've got a feeling Wolves could do something similar. Um, I think you could tell their players, they've got some very good young players who are just not ready yet. But you give them like three years, I think they could have quite a decent side, I do. But I'm not um, sure. I, I look at like the likes of Pedro Neto and I'm like, yeah. He's a player. He's a really good player and he's young. Obviously he wasn't playing yesterday injured. But like Otisawi, I know you were impressed with him yesterday. I was like, hmm, okay. I like I was impressed. Like I looked at Otisawi the same way I kind of looked at like Rakeem Harper maybe a year or two ago. And I was like, okay, he's got the tools. Can he can he put it together? I'm not I'm not too sure he can. Fabio Silva for me, I know the, I know they've signed him for potential and they're no they weren't planning on playing him as much as they were this season, as much as they did. Sorry, but I'm yet to be convinced by him. I see a lot, like you see a lot of really good 18 year olds, and you're like, okay, I can understand that. 35 million for him seems a lot. Yeah, it's an awful lot, isn't it? Um, I get where they're me, coming from, but I'd, I'd want a, if you're spending 35 million on a player, I'd want instant returns, regardless of their age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. If I was putting a photo on me, I would, I would want instant returns too. But the only you stick. You, the thing is, you can't prove. I, I can't prove what I'm saying. I just, I don't, I just fear that yeah. two, three years down the line, they're going to be a decent side. There's a big difference between a player who's like 20 and a big 24. Like it's mm. a big, it's a hell of a lot of development happens in that time um, if they're playing. So yeah, but anyway, hopefully. You're right, and they end up rubbish. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Did you see those idiots outside the ground? Not I was 100%. just going to bring that up. That is a, that. I mean, that is a special kind of. That sums up that club. Yeah, what I a mean, bunch I, I was going to say a word, and then I didn't. Um, there's no fans in grounds. What are you doing, rocking up in a mask? They look like absolute tools with a flag. And like, and the thing is. And I know you can't dictate this with it as a fan or not. They didn't back it up on the pitch. If you if you spank a team five nil, you know what? Okay. But I mean, you've gone and got a draw, and you got beat at home. To a yeah. side, let's let's be honest. I mean, Albion haven't had a good season. Albion, I mean, Albion would fans would be the first to admit they've had a bad season. They've not been a good team this year, and you haven't got you you've got one point out of six. Like, know your place. Yeah, not cool, man. I can't. Just it just it's very odd, very very odd. I mean, I'm I'm not part of that. Like, I'm a football fan, but there are some people who take it, who enjoy that kind of ultra level of fandom. Um, I'm I'm not massive on that, uh, personally. Um, last point on the game, and by Janja, uh, took his goal really well. I thought, I thought you did all right. I like I like him, mate. Um, Do you reckon I like... sign up for a season in the Championship? <clears throat> no, um, if I'm honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I think there's a chance he would in the sense that, um, like Sam said, like we said last week, he wants to play in England, you'd imagine. That's why he's here. Mm. Um, he, well, he wants to play in the Premier League more than England, but um, that's why he's here. There's been reports today saying Crystal Palace and Brighton are interested in him. Um do you know what? And I said this last week again. Like, I, I think he'll get a chance. I think someone will. I think someone will go for him. Mm. I think Albion will be interested, and I think they'll speak to him, and I think they'll say, "Do you fancy a year in the Championship?" But I think he'll. I think he'll get an offer in the Premier League. I really do. I reckon. I think for the money, well, transfer fees are a big thing on this podcast at the minute. After my. Prediction for Pereira, which I'm going to have to concede is probably wrong now. Are you retracting uh, that? I'm retracting it, yeah. 
Pereira's worth 25 to 30 million. I've changed my mind. Um, so can one of these fan sites do a story on that rather than me saying it's 18 million and getting all the abuse there? <laughs> did you, did, was there any of them stories about that? Yeah, yeah, me saying Pereira's worth 18 million and me oh, getting of loads of abuse for it, of course. Um, but from what I gather, I don't think Galatasaray are going to ask, ask the um, the air for him. Mm. I'd be, I'd be, I think he'd go for eight million less, maybe less. Uh, I think he's, and for Premier League club, he's worth a gamble. For, for Palace or Brighton, if he was your second striker, he's worth a go. Yeah, he's worth a go because he does score goals. Um, and I'm sure if he played, he's played twelve games. Is it for Albion? He's got three, three or four goals. I can't remember now. Um, it's a decent enough return for a team struggling. Yeah, but he would. If he plays twelve games again, he'll score more goals. Yeah, he's been so unlucky. Um. Yeah, he's been so unlucky. So, yeah, we'll I think he'll get a move, but we'll see. Thirteen games, three goals for the anger. Yeah, I, I could just I could picture him doing bits in the championship. To be honest, I really could. Um, but I guess we we will have to wait and see. Thinking of adoption? We have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sandwell's Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support, and are looking for re- to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race, or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book onto the next virtual information event? Visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place or call 01902 Um Let's go on to questions, Joe. Um, Good one, then. First one comes from Liam Jones. Any targets we're looking at? Seen some reports that our scouts were at Peterborough watching Clark Harris. Johnson, Clark Harris absolutely tore up League One. Yeah, from what I understand, there's no truth in that rumour. Oh. Um, yeah, don't think so. From what I gather, like, I could be proved wrong, but it, it emerged a couple of weeks ago, a month or so ago. I think it came out initially like Bristol End, mm. um, which was interesting because I think he played for Bristol Rovers, didn't he? Did they buy? Did he go Coventry, Bristol Rovers, Peterborough? Uh, I'll have a um, quick look for you. Coventry to Peterborough. Well, and he went on a couple of loans. Then he went to Oldham, then Rotherham, then back to Coventry, then Bristol Rovers, then Peterborough again. All right, so he did go Bristol. Yeah, Bristol. Oh, Coventry, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so Bristol, right. Yeah, so I think. Yeah, I knew there was a Bristol Rovers link. So yeah, that it came out that end, which is obviously there must be. Obviously, he has got ties in the Bristol area, but from what I gather, from what I've been told, there's, it's an. It's, um, it's unlikely to happen. What I would say is, um, Allardyce is very, very good at shopping abroad. Mm. Um, like Billich was actually. Um, but isn't this is months ago, months and months and months ago? But Allardyce was asked if, as com- when, 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 sorry, when Albion played Burnley, yeah, Allardyce was asked before the game if he sees similarities between. Him and Sean Dyche. Mm. And Allardyce said no, not really, because Dyche basically only buys British players, doesn't he? He doesn't yeah. they've got very few foreigners in their squad. Whereas Allardyce has built his whole career on signing good foreigners, really. Mm. Um obviously Jorkayev and Okocha and blah 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 blah. We all know these players um <clears throat> that we work with. So I think What Dowling likes to do is pick players who, well, what he did last season was pick players who he thought were very good championship players who had the potential to step up to the Premier League. Mm. So that was Darnell Furlong, Romain Sawyers, 
Um, can't remember who else came in that summer now. Um, it was a while ago, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. But it, it was all about potential. Obviously, Pereira joined that summer. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way they went again. They picked a couple of like good championship players who are ready to go to that next level and play for a top championship club and then hope that they're like a, a Darnell Furlong and show they can also do it in the Premier League. Uh, mm. And I think that'll be sprinkled with some Allardyce European knowledge, um, someone like Iacuzlu. Yeah. Um, obviously, I do not think we'll sign Iacuzlu, but what I do think is, and what Allardyce's teams have always had, is a ball-winning midfielder mm. who is good with his feet at spraying passes. So while I don't think Iacuzlu will come in, I do think Allardyce will find someone very similar. Yeah, someone who just fits the mould. Just seeing Clark Harris, 33 goals in 49 appearances this season. Yeah, he smashed him in for Peterborough, yes. I mean, he's absolutely rapid. Um, but, like, it's a big leap from League One to the Championship. And mm. to be honest, if you put Carl and Grant in that team, how many goals would he score for them? I don't think I think it'd be a similar amount to be honest. It may, I mean, I don't know, but there are levels. Yeah. Um, and Carl and Grant is a very good player. Like it just hasn't happened for him at all yet in the Premier League, Albion. But put him in the Championship, he'll do all right. Like, what did Carl and Grant get? Like eighteen goals or seventeen goals for a struggling Huddersfield side last season? Yeah. In the Championship, it's, it, so you put Carl and Grant in League One. You'd tear it up. For a team that's going for a promotion, you'd absolutely mm. tear it up. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be getting too um, carried away by the Johnson Clark Harris stuff. Hamish, uh, reckon we will get 20 million for Johnson even with a year left on his deal? I don't think you'll get that much for a goalkeeper personally with one year left. But Well, that's the story in the Telegraph today. Follow, um, I'm trying to follow up that Albion wants £20 million from. <clears throat> or they're going to set a £20 million. Asking price. Um, look, asking prices normally come down, don't they? But twenty pound, twenty million. Looks like that might be the starting point. Um, the the big thing is is how many clubs come in for him. Yeah, there could be a bidding war. There could be, there could be. Um, so we'll see. But when we said last week, then we maybe ten to twelve million. We think, but. Fees are inflated, can be inflated. So I think 20 million may be a push with him one year left in his contract personally. But I, as I was shown last week, I know nothing about transfer fees. I'm, I'm still in I'm still in 1995 yeah. and thinking Alan Shearer is worth 15 million. That's where I am at with transfer fees. I, I don't get them anymore. How much would he be worth now? Mm-hmm. Prime it's like Alan my, Shearer. It's like my mind has stopped le- trying to comprehend it after they got... Re- after I mean, look, 15 million pound per player is ridiculous, but... I really thought I understood it then. I really kind of knew. I could look at a player and go, yeah, he's a £6 million player. He's an £8 million player. He's an £11 million player. Mary United signed Dwight York for £12 million. Yeah, that's about right. I got it. Like, but I don't get it now. Yeah. It's everyone, everyone's a £30 million player. It feels like. I, don't yeah. know, I just don't get it. I just don't get it anymore. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, mate. It's fine. You'll, you'll catch up, don't worry. Okay, I need to catch up. I do need to catch up. It's true. All, all Albion fans says, don't think I have a football question, but I passed you on the Brummies Halfords corner as you were heading into the ground yesterday, Joe. Was Luke one of the two people you were with? I only realised once I passed you also, would I have got in if I'd have carried your bags? See, I think I... Because I, I saw someone look and like almost take a double take at me. I think he was wearing an Albion shirt. <laughs> um, like under a coat or something. Or like you could see his... Um, and... Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I would love to get you in, mate, but I can't even get. One of them wasn't Luke, was it? Because you couldn't get in yesterday. No, I can't. Um, so, um, yeah, I would love to get you in, but no, sorry. If I would have given you my bags to carry, but it wouldn't have worked. Apologies. Nah, COVID isn't uh, doesn't stay away from someone just because you're carrying their bags. Um, <laughs> Alan, uh, good friend of the podcast, Alan. 
I'm interested to know interested to know how good Alex Palmer is. It surely affects how keen we should be to keep or offload Sam. What is your view? Um, I mean, I've seen her in the flesh, but admittedly it wasn't the most testing game for him. I think he looked good. And considering someone is doing that well at that level, I don't see why you wouldn't give him a shot. To be honest, I put it this way: I don't think Albion need to sign a keeper if they lose Sam Johnson. Yeah, I agree with that. So, um, so I haven't checked in on Palmer's progress for a while, but what we know it he was as of when I last did it, it was like January time. I did I did a piece with the the Lincoln reporter, and he said he was playing brilliant. He was doing really, really, really well. Mm. Um, what we know is he went on loan to Plymouth. He was crowned League Two goalkeeper of the year. Um, yeah. So he couldn't have really, and won promotion. He couldn't really have done any better there. Um, he's gone to Lincoln. You from January, at least he was earning rave reviews there. Obviously, they were flying at that stage. They have dipped off since then. Um, but from all intents and purposes, he is still um, doing very, very well. I don't know what. I don't know what more he can do to get a chance, really, in terms of he he has shone in League Two. I think he's shone in League One. If you're showing you are either the best keeper or in the top three keepers in those two leagues, I don't know what he can then do, really, to then have a shot if we're in the championships next year, which obviously we will be. Um, I think he's done enough. The other thing you have to... The other two things you have to throw into the mix are, and why I don't think Albion will buy a keeper if Johnston leaves, is even if we've still got David Button, yeah, who is a very capable goalkeeper and and has been a regular in the championship before. Now, maybe Alex Palmer gets a go next year and maybe he's 24, I think, 25... If if he has a dip in form, at least you've got the experience button to come in mm. and take over. Same as, or the other way around, maybe button starts and then Alex Palmer's pushing him. So I think I think the goal, goalkeeper department looks really, really healthy. Look, arguably the most talented of the lot is Josh Griffiths, mm. um, who is 19, 20 years old, has just won promotion with Cheltenham, is in the England 21 squad. Um so the goalkeeping department is is really healthy, I think. Um, or in with those three, so it, yeah, I, I think I don't. I, I personally don't think it's where where Albion need to spend money this summer in a market that is going to be is going to be tight. I think Albion going to have a lot more money to spend than most Championship clubs, but they're still not going to be able to be frivolous. They're still going to have to be very very careful with that. Yeah. Um, and personally, I think there'll be other areas of the team that need strengthening. I think a striker in the diagonal mould. I think obviously a holding midfielder in the Yakuzlu mould. Um, they're the priorities, really. Yeah. Um, rather than goalkeeper. Tom Preston follows that up. Uh, if Sam stayed on, do you think he'd revisit the squad players he's cast aside? Or ask for a budget for a full midfield rebuild. Seems unlikely to go backwards to attempt to go forwards. Problem being, we don't have the budget for that. It's an interesting one because we've addressed this before. The midfield is is all low knees. And yeah, all low knees. Do you uh, go back to, to Livermore and Sawyers, who did so well in the Championship? Or is has that time come and gone? Yeah, it's for Sam to decide. Um, is 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 the answer? Um, look, as I said earlier, I guess I I've got absolutely no doubt Albion will have a holding midfielder of the Yukosley mould in the team next season. I've got no doubt about it. Sam will sign a player like that, even if it isn't Yukosley. Um, once you have that platform, I think you look at the back four and you say, Furlong's good enough, Townsend's good enough, O'Shea's good enough. Um. Ajay's good enough, Bartley's good enough, Kiprub will come probably come back in. Mm. I think you're sorted there. You've got to remember with with a whole with a proper holding midfielder in front of them, which they didn't have in the first half of the campaign, I think that that defence and that holding midfielder will be really, really solid. Then you've got to look in those other two midfield areas, Livermore, Sawyers, maybe one stays, one goes, I'm not sure. Um 
out wide in the wings. Albion are really, really strong. I think they'll be strong up front if they sign a striker, a physical striker like Diagna. Hmm. Um, it yeah, it's really gonna... just central midfield, isn't it? Yeah, central midfield, and it's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna. Is it? Is it? I can't give you an answer to that. I just can't give you an answer to that question. I don't know how. I don't know the mindset of Sawyer's and Remain Sawyer's and Jake Livermore. I don't know how Sam views them in the Championship. I don't. They've obviously still got time on their contracts. Would anyone buy them? Um, I'm not sure they would. Like Liv- Livermore's, he's thirty now, so I think it's a really hard one to answer, and it's going to come down to how they perform. And what Sam what Sam decides really. Mm. Daniel Tudge, slightly controversial. When will we be playing Wolves again? They're quite poor and could go down next season with any luck. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I I, 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 I think it'd be a season after next. To be honest, I, I don't think. Um, I, I mean, what we talked about earlier, didn't we? I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they're that poor. Mm. Um. I mean, they're 12th, aren't they? They're 12th. Um, And they've had, they have been badly affected by injuries. Badly. Um, So, yeah. As much as I would love them to be worse than they are, I just don't think that, I think we're all looking at it as a bit with like anti-Wolves glasses. Like, we all want them to be worse than they actually are. And i got to say, I know I harp on about them, but their fans are like, part of the problem really in the sense that they're making out it's a dreadful season mm. when the truth is their season isn't as bad as even they are making out no um yeah, yeah i will go up next year and we'll play them the year after yeah we'll see, we'll see what happens uh mr bruski any update on allardyce situation for next season please i imagine not well, no more than I can give you to what he said last night. So we're at the stage now where Allardyce has asked every single press conference about his future. So that doesn't even matter if the press conference is on Friday and Sunday. It is still going to be asked, even though absolutely nothing's going to have changed in the space of 36 hours or whatever it is. Um, what he did say last night was that he has had some some talks about pre-season um, but he said they're very, very early discussions, and it doesn't that doesn't not to read anything into that really. Basically, that you have to start planning these things now, um, and that doesn't doesn't necessarily mean anything. He was he was asked, "Is it fair to say you're up for the fight, up for the challenge of getting Albion back?" Mm. And he's already said he is. He's already said that he wants to. If the budget is competitive, he will stay. But he, he said he'll only stay if it's competitive, but if it's a budget that he believes he can get them back at the first time of asking. Um, but he did say, don't exaggerate anything he's saying. Yeah. He was like, my his decision will be made based on the discussions he has with the board when Albion are relegated. Um, so. I truly believe Allardyce wants to stay. I truly believe the board want to keep him. I truly believe he will stay. But the decision will be made after those talks. And if Mm. Allardyce doesn't like the terms on offer, then he won't stay. Because if he, I don't think he'll want his career to end. Well, not end, because we don't know when his career will end, but... He won't want to bow out with a relegation and not get an Albion up again. Yeah. He don't want to finish eighth in the championship next season. Sam Allardyce doesn't. So if he thinks that's a possibility, he just won't, he won't carry on. Um, But I truly don't think that will be possible. I think Albion will have a decent budget. I think they'll have a decent budget anyway, but I think they'll sell Johnson. I think they'll sell Pereira. That'll make them very competitive. Um, And I think he'll stay. Um, but it is, it's, we're all in a bit of limbo at the moment. Like, I don't want to make this, I'm trying not, I don't ever want to make this about me, but my, the job's really hard to know what to say and what to write at the minute. Mm. Um, because I think Allardy- Allardyce is right. Like, his, 
it will be that meeting. After that meeting, we will know. So that meeting might be in a week's time, might be in 10 days' time, might be in two weeks' time. But anything before then is kind of irrelevant, really. Like, it'll be then. And we all know Albion are down, but they're not down yet. So all the players have got to say, oh, we'll keep on fighting and we'll keep plugging away and all this, that and the other. But let's be honest, we all know. Um, so it's a difficult time at the minute to know what to say and what to write. And But it'll all become clear, but I truly think it'll stay. Mm. Uh, this is an interesting one. Graham Johnny asks, not sure how to word this, but where do you both believe Albion's natural league and position is for example he says united prem top three everton prem seventh or eighth he says he thinks they're naturally a top four championship club yeah i i, I can't if you if you didn't if you got rid of the league tables and you just did like one to 92 yeah you'd probably put them between 16th and 24th? Yeah. I'd agree with that. Which is basically battling relegation or fighting for promotion, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's where... That's... That's historic... That's where their level is, really. Um, but obviously, you're everyone's striving for more, aren't you? You want, you want to do... But then... But then where are Southampton and where are... Where, where, where are a team like Wolves? Yeah, where are Wolves? And like, that's why the Super League was so wrong because you've got to have that ambition and the dream to be able to push on. Um, but yeah, I think if you... Are, if you we're, all, we're all aiming for higher, for better, for more, but I think that is where most people would put them, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think so. Be interested to see what other people think about that. Um, Mogster, any updates on a possible takeover, Joe? Takeover talk? Uh, I feel like this podcast is very repetitive. Um, people always want to know transfers, takeovers. So, the only fresh take I can give on, on the takeover is that, and it is very fresh, is that, look, how do you say it? So, look, Gouch and I wants to sell. We know he wants to sell. We think he's becoming more desperate to sell. Um, but we all know that Albion are worth more in the Premier League than they are in the Championship. We all know Albion are going to go down. We all know Gouch and I is basically impossible to get hold of, impossible to speak to, very, very secretive, perhaps doesn't really have any interest in the club at all, bar getting his money back. Um, now... This isn't me being a poor journalist. This is a fact. Nobody can get these answers. Nobody can get these answers from him. No one can get close to him. There was a time when I thought I was close to something. There was a time when I really did think I was close to something, but that has since gone by the wayside. Um, and like, look, there's S4A shareholders for Albion. They are asking questions, but they are not getting answers. They are actual shareholders of the club. Journalists are doing digging. The only sort of information that journalists are getting at the moment is if you see a takeover story, it's from the interested party. We know there are interested parties who want to buy Albion. We know mm. that. And those interested parties are obviously able to get in touch with Lai in order to find get a valuation, in order to find out how much it will cost to buy them. And it's those parties where these sort of stories are coming from. Then it's not coming from lie, which is the real issue here, that we're just, everyone is banging their head against a brick wall, trying to get any sort of information out of lie mm. and, his, and his team. Now, because lie is so secretive, or, or uh, whatever word you want to call it, I don't know if it's secretive is the word, but just impossible. Um, I've said before in this podcast, I think a takeover could surprise us. Yeah. I think a takeover could happen. We could find out tomorrow that he's actually been in talks with someone for three months and it's done. I don't think that's the case. What I think is the case is... Um, Parties have expressed an interest in buying Albion 
and Lai's valuation, his the two hundred million he paid for the club is not being met. He wants what he put back, what he paid. The club isn't worth that, and he can't get his money back. And and that's where we understand the situation to be that there are parties interested in buying Albion, but what they're willing to pay for the club is quite a way off what Lai wants to sell it for. Hmm. Now the one thing I would say makes a takeover less likely soon is that I think Allardyce does want is we know talks on Allardyce's future will take place soon. Now Allardyce has spoken in the past about how when he got the Newcastle job they were immediately taken over really Mm. and he he said in the press conference he was in limbo He, he just didn't know what to do with himself he was at a club where he knew the owners didn't want him. Yeah. And he knew straight away he was a goner. Um, so I don't see him putting himself in that position again. So who knows? Maybe Luke Dowling will sit down with Allardyce and say, Sam, we'd love you to stay, but just so you know, We've got someone seriously interested in taking over. They could take over in October. I think Allardyce would walk away then, to be honest. I don't think yeah. he'd stick around for it. But I don't get that vibe from Albion or Allardyce. I get the vibe that they all kind of expect it to work out with Sam. And they expect him to be in charge next season. So unless these new owners, if they have somehow said to Sam... We're coming in and you're absolutely 100% our man, which I think is highly unlikely. I think the fact that Allardyce is ready to, probably ready to do next season makes an imminent takeover unlikely, personally. Mm. That's a long-winded answer and that's the only way I can freshen it up, really. That's good insight, though, mate. It's good insight. Um, Right. Back to the football Arsenal Sunday. Here are the permutations. Albion yeah. will be relegated if A. They lose at Arsenal. B. They win, but Newcastle, Southampton, Brighton, and Burnley win. Or C. They draw, and Newcastle and Burnley both get a point. Right. That's that's the position we're in. I mean, that's from my brief research immediately before this podcast. <laughs> um, it's a tough one as well because Aubameyang, all of a sudden, he's come back in and he's looked like he's in form again. Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're a damn good side. Um, they have struggled this season, but like, there's no doubt about it. They've got some fantastic players. Aubameyang, one of them, Lacazette, Pepe. Is Saka injured? I'm not yeah. sure. Um, but Odegaard, Martinelli, uh, Bellerin, they've got some good players, haven't they? I mean, there's some uh, questionable players as well. I mean, Xhaka at left-back, he's been playing left-back at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah look, don't get me wrong, they're not a top-six side, are they? Like, they're no. not top four. They're not. They're not um, but they've got a lot of players who probably could play for a top-six side. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I don't know what. What you, I don't know what you want to say, mate. I mean, I think Arsenal will win the game. To be honest, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I suppose the question is, if you're Albion now, what are you playing for? Are you playing for pride? Are you playing to, you know, are you battling Fulham a little bit for that for that that eighteenth spot? Uh, what are you playing for? Yeah, what well, I. <laughs> don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, mate. I mean, just you are playing for pride. I mean. A Sam Allardyce side is never going to put up the white flags and give up. Like it's just not going to happen. Um, and relegate like Sheffield United haven't given up, and and Albion won't give up. They'll they'll play. They'll give Albion. They'll give Arsenal a game. I've got no doubt about that because I think Bar Leicester that they've given everyone a game, um, and they'll go for it. And the pressure's off them slightly. But look, I mean, it's just depressing, isn't it, mate? To be honest, I mean, what can you say? Like, it's, like it's just. Uh, just end the season now, mate, for me. End it now. It's, it's just going to be painful going through these games. I mean, what are we supposed to say? What are we supposed to say when Al- when Liverpool come to the Hawthorns? What are you supposed to say? Yeah. Probably Albion will be relegated then. What are you supposed to say when West Ham come? Like it's, They're down, aren't they? 
Yeah. I don't want to be all like depressive and doom and gloom. I don't know what else to say. Like it's like it's just it's game over, isn't it? It's game over. It's disappointing. Um it's game over, it's disappointing. Let's absolutely smash the championship next season. <laughs> I love the way you're already <laughs> looking forward to that. Um We're going record... up, mate. We're going up. That's what I'm talking about now. We're going up. We're going yeah, up. We're going up. We're going up. We've <laughs> still got to go down. We're going up. Still got to go down, but we are going up. Um, yeah, okay. New, uh, Newcastle play on Friday night. I'm still going to hammer home these permutations. Newcastle play Friday night. Um, uh, what are the other teams? Sorry. Uh, Burnley and Southampton and Brighton. Um, Southampton play Liverpool. Uh Brighton play Wolves and then Burnley aren't till Monday and they play Fulham away. So if they win, there's there's every chance they're still mathematically um, involved because I don't think all those teams win. But I mean, we all know what my predictions are like. Um, if you're Allardyce, do you tinker at all or no? Um, well, you got to, can't play anything Maitland Niles, can you? Yeah. Um, It'd be interesting to see who gets the nod at midfield. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he might go. He might, he might do four three three with Phillips in midfield, yeah. central midfield, and put. That'd be. I mean, look, I'm struggling here for things to talk about. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I don't. I, I'm sat here thinking, who cares if he picks against Arsenal? To be honest, that's <laughs> that. That is how I feel about it. But um, <laughs> if, if he does put Phillips in midfield. Because um, that would allow him to bring Colour Robinson in. That would be a bit damning for Livermore and Sawyers. Yeah. Um, if Phillips got the nod there. Um, but yeah, what do they play? 4 2 3 1, don't they, Arsenal? Yeah, something like that. Um, so yeah, they'd probably go 4 3 3, I'd imagine. Um, yeah. It's nice to know your passion's still there, mate. Now, the passion there. The, the, the interesting thing is, I think we need. To, I just think we need to go down now because one. I think until you mathemat, until you mathematically down, he can't experiment, Sam. Yeah. Like if we go down, once we're down, you might as well play Grady every game. You might as well play Carl and Grant. Yeah. You probably those, play. Those your, are going to be there. You probably play your Kuzlu still because he's just so good. But other than that, get, like get. Carl and Grant up front and Robinson on the left and Dean Garner on the right. Because we know what Matt Phillips is going to give us. So we might as well have a little experiment up there with that. Mm. Um, put Sawyer slightly higher. See what Sawyer's is like as an eight with your Kuzlu behind him, with a proper holding midfielder behind him. Have yeah. a go with it. Might at least there's something to keep an eye on, isn't it? It's something to like... But I don't think you can do that really until you're down. Yeah, because say, for example, they do that, lose 1-0. And then all the other teams lose. And then yeah. you're thinking, oh, maybe we should have gone for it. I mean, even then, I mean, even then you're still miles off, but until it's mathematically done and dusted, you can't really afford to do that, can you? Yeah, yeah, no, you can't. All right. Well, no, we'll I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to, uh, I feel like you've put some effort in there and I've been a bit, I've sort of Mate, battered away all your research. I'm sorry, mate. It's all right. Honesty is the best policy, mate. It's okay. I think that's how a lot of Albion fans probably feel right now. I think I, I think I genuinely had someone say that to me earlier. What's that? That well, they'd rather just be relegated on Sunday so they can mess around. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like now, it's it's at the point where previously there was hope, and it wasn't exactly like extinguished. Now it's it's a. Yeah, you're looking at it and you're almost looking for snookers and no one really likes doing that. There's no one who, there's no one here or any Albion fan realistically who's there like, yeah, all we've got to do is beat these and these have got to lose to these and then these have got to lose and we've got to make sure they, they end in a draw. No one's doing that now. Everyone's accepting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not fun doing that. It's not fun. It isn't. But I'll tell you what will be fun. The championship, no VAR. There we go. Even from you, mate. You love the AR. 21-22 champions. Here we come. <laughs> All right, okay. Anything else to add, mate? Otherwise, we're 
Now we're all good, mate. All good. You're going to end on that one. That's I like. I like that ending. Um, all right, as ever, uh, if you've listened and enjoyed, please give us a rating or review. It really, really is appreciated. It helps other people find this podcast, and we always want more people to find this podcast. Uh, but from me, from Joe, a fun fella. Bye-bye.